me being successful so early on is because, you know, no matter what, I just purely just, you know, no matter how hard times get with losses or how high moments get with wins, you know, I just, I'm there because I just love it. What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Players Pod, where I have the chance to sit down and talk to some of the biggest names in sports about the untold stories behind their success. I'm Kelly O'Hara, and today's guest is Caroline Marks. Caroline Marks, at just 20 years old, is already one of the world's best surfers. The youngest woman to ever qualify for the WSL Championship Tour, Caroline was also the youngest surfer at last year's Tokyo Olympics. Surfing wasn't even her first sport, and yet Caroline racked up 17 national titles by the time she turned 15. She won Rookie of the Year during her first year on the Pro Tour and won her first two events during her second year. Often called the future of surfing, Caroline joins us today to talk about the joys and tribulations of being a surfing prodigy. Caroline, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. How are you doing? Where, where are we finding you today? I'm doing good. I'm currently in um, San Clemente, California. It's nice. a beautiful day here. And um, yeah, waves have been fun. Uh, water's been really cold, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> not everything that's, be perfect, um, but the way has been fun. So that's all I can ask for. And um, it's been good. How are you doing? Awesome. Yeah, I'm definitely not in sunny California. So you are um, getting the better end of the location today. I'll just say that for sure. So we're going to talk a lot about surfing today, which I'm super excited to have you on. I love surfing. Um, just even preparing for this interview, I was watching some of your videos and I was just like, oh, like one, you're just so fun to watch. And two, it made me so jealous that like you get to serve as your career, which is incredible. But again, we're going to talk about serving. But first, I want to talk about horseback riding. So you obviously pro surfer now, but when you were younger, you started out as or doing barrel racing. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Like, how did you get into barrel racing? You grew up in Florida. That to me, just like it doesn't add up. How did that happen? Yeah, I think, you know, normally when I tell people that I was a horseback rider before I started surfing, they're like, where, you know, there's not very many similarities. You know, one's completely on dry land. The other one's just all about being on, in the ocean and in the water. So, um, you know, yeah, I grew up in Florida with a, a bunch of brothers and um, I have a little 10 year old sister now, but, you know, I pretty much grew up with, with all boys and all of their friends and grew up riding dirt bikes and kind of just playing everything as a kid. You know, I kind of did everything. I played softball. I played a little bit of soccer. I even took tennis lessons. Like I just kind of, you know, did everything. And um, we had a little dirt bike track in the back of our yard. And, you know, I've, I've always loved the ocean, but you know, my, my oldest brother, Luke, he, um, he was a competitive surfer, you know, when I was growing up. So I just kind of thought that, you know, surfing was his thing. And, mm. um, you know, just from riding dirt bikes and stuff, we'd always go out West and, um, that's where my horse farm was. So they'd ride dirt bikes while I'd ride my horses. And, um, I've always loved animals. Like I used to actually want to be a veterinarian growing up. That was like my life goal. Okay. Um, so I think that's kind of where it started. Um, and then I started, you know, yeah, barrel racing and I just, I loved it. It was super fast paced. It was really fun. Um, kind of felt like I was riding a dirt bike, so I felt pretty cool and badass and, um, it kind of just worked out, you know, my, my brothers would ride their dirt bikes out West and then I would just horseback ride. So, um, but yeah, I mean, just my whole life goal really is just to impress my brothers. And I started to realize, you know, as I went with the horseback riding, I was like, I got to do something that they think is cool. And you know, that's surfing. So, got um, it. 
that's kind of how I started um, just getting into surfing is just really, I just wanted their approval and them to think I was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I just was like, well, I got to do something that they think is cool. And that's kind of where the surfing bug really got um, crazy for me. So, yeah. Got it. So, so you're one of six, but you have four brothers. So where are you in the lineup in terms of all your siblings? I'm number three in the lineup. And that's also, um, if you see like on my Jersey, it's, that's the number I selected. Um, cool my number on tour that's a big reason why is because i'm just um i love the number three three and ten are actually my favorite numbers um but ten was already taken so okay um i took three but yeah number three in the lineup um so technically the middle child um but yeah i love it i couldn't imagine life without each one of my siblings you know everyone's got such a personality and um everyone's just they're like my best friend so it's really cool for sure. I feel like growing up in a big family, it shapes you in a way that is like you just have a completely different experience because you're surrounded by people that you like compete with. Like even I'm, I'm one of three, which is nowhere near one of six, but I was constantly competing with my siblings. And it sounds like that was what led you to be as good as you've become was that competitive nature amongst siblings. And you just said that you know, you wanted to impress your brothers and that's kind of what got you into surfing. So you're barrel racing, you know, horseback riding, but at what point did you transition from that being something you did to surfing being like, when, at what point were you like, oh, surfing is what I want to do? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's weird, you know, I've always like loved, I just always have loved the ocean and um, not that I was ever, you know, against surfing or anything, you know, I caught my first wave when I was like three years old in Costa Rica and, um, you know, I loved it and I've always been a little, little water baby. But, um, like I said, I just kind of thought that surfing was my brother's thing. You mm. know, I was like, cool horseback riding's my thing. Surfing's my brother's thing. I support him on the water. He supports me in, in, you know, um, at the farm. And, um, that was just kind of how it was, you know? And, um, I think, yeah, just as I got older, I just wanted to be like them so bad. I used to wear all their clothes. I used to just like do everything they want to do. I'd, I'd eat everything that they would eat, like everything. I just wanted to, to impress them. Like, seriously, I was like, my brother's like, they, they're my biggest heroes yeah. still to this day. What so, is, sorry to interrupt you, but what is the eight, like how old's your oldest brother and then the one before you and then you? Like, what is the gap between yours? Yeah, so the, the older three, um, we're all really close. So it goes 23, 21, and then 20. Okay. So we're all very close. And I've, um, we're, we're all, we're all very close, but I'd say like that my, me and my two older brothers are, we kind of always, we're just always together. You know, we just did everything together and kind of the way my family raised us is to, we'd always have to support one another, which is really cool, you know? And my parents always be like, no matter how good the waves are, they tell my brothers, you're going to a horse event, um, you Aww. know, this week, no matter what. And same with me, like, hey, no matter what you going on, you committed to watching, you know, um, you know, your brother's surf contest. And that's just kind of how it was, but we're all super close. And, um, you know, yeah, I'd just say like the older I got, the more, the more I just wanted to impress them and just to um, be more like them. And um, that's just where I got into surfing. And I'd say, at age 11, um, I, I, that's when I knew I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like I just, I started competing and I came out to California and, um, I would always come out to California, you know, during the summer to watch my brother's brother in nationals and USA championships and all the pro juniors. And, um, I'd always just sit there and watch him. And then, you know, one year I, I entered it because I started getting into surfing and I ended up winning at lower trestles and I got this big trophy and, they, you know, carried me up the beach and I had all, all this attention. I got a sponsorship and I was like, oh my God, like this is the freaking coolest thing ever. Like I just surfed perfect waves and got a huge trophy and everyone's talking to me. Like I, I love this. And that's kind of 
um, where I was like, well, I, I might be pretty, pretty good at this. You know, if I'm, if I'm winning a contest this big, I'm, I might be pretty good at this. And that's kind of where I was like, I never want to do anything else forever. Yeah. I never. <laughs> that's, that's cool. You like, you like got a taste of success and you're like, oh, this is sick. I get to surf good waves and also get cool stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Sign me up. <laughs> absolutely. And I just, yeah, just even, you know, traveling with my brothers and, doing it with them, you know, was, it was just so fun just being with them. And then, you know, we all doing like, there's nothing better than doing what you love with the people that you love the most. And that's what makes, you know, our journey so special is traveling on the tour and, you know, watching my brother get a crazy wave at J Bay or getting a barrel somewhere and seeing the stoke on their face is like, it's just as special as, you know, you getting a good wave. So um, sure. it's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. At that point when you were like, Oh, 11 years old, I love surfing. I just got a trophy you know, I, I got a sponsorship. Did you at that point stop doing everything else? Like, was it like, oh, full focus on surfing? Yeah, literally like I, it's so funny because I remember my grandpa, um, I was starting to get very into horseback riding and I was getting super good at it and I was competing every weekend and um, I was doing good in the competitions and um, he was about to buy me a horse and I literally cold turkeyed horseback riding. Like I literally was like, I'm over it. I'm gonna start surfing. And then surfing just came I kind of have a very, not kind of, I have an all in personality, you know, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And I think surfing, just the feeling I got from it was just like nothing else. You know, it's like so therapeutic to me. It's like my release, it's my happy place. And um, once I just, yeah, once I found the bug for surfing, it's like horseback riding didn't even exist really. It's like, it happened that fast. And um, you know, I still have a soft spot for horses and, um, I visit my farm sometimes back in Florida when I do go back home, which is like really fun. And, um, but surfing is just, yeah, I, it just took everything over. I was like, this is what I want to do. No questions asked. <laughs> when, when was the last time you were on a horse? Oh man, it's probably gotta be a couple of years. Really? Um, scare me now. I used to be so fe like fearless of them. And now I'm like, whoa, I can't believe I was just like seven years old. Like, you know, riding this huge animal, <laughs> but totally. um, yeah, no, it's, it's been a little while. Um, but, um, it's, it's fun. And I still, like I said, have a soft spot for, I love animals. I love, I love all that. I actually just bought myself a puppy, which is fun. But Oh, what kind? Uh, golden doodle, mini, mini golden doodle. So nice. What's its name? Axel. He's sweetest. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so like you said, you, you cold Turkey bail racing and horses, which is, I kind of find funny because you clearly were very good at it. Your grandfather was about to buy you a horse and you were just like, no, this is, I'm doing surfing. So what did that transition look like from, oh, you were doing other things to surfing is what I want to do? Like, were you at that point at 11, you're like, oh, I want to make the tour? Or you were just like, no, I want to, you know, this is what I want to commit to. I want to spend all my time going to competitions, that sort of thing. You know, honestly, I didn't really have like a, you know, like the tour in mind or, or you know, certain contests I want to do. It was more just like I purely just loved surfing and I just purely was like, I just want to mm. surf all day and I don't know where that's going to lead me and I don't know you know, where that brings me, but I just, I just want to be in the water every day. And any free time I have after school or before school is, is going to go straight to the water. And that's, that's where I want to be. And, um, you know, I've always been a very competitive person. So I think the, the competition side was something that I never really had to work on. You know, I just was like, I love this. And then I would enter contests just because I loved competing and, um, and that's kind of how it happened. So yeah, it's pre pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So you won the U12 US championships in 2013. 
And was this the first, is this the competition you're talking about at Trestles that you entered and you won? Yeah. Okay. And how did your family react to that? Yeah, they, um, you know, my brothers like growing, like when I first started serving and stuff, they're, they're very hard on me. You know, a lot of constructive criticism. I'd come in crying, I'd say 90% of the time. Um, From surfing I, with them? Oh my God. Tell me, you can't, you, you know, you can't stick your butt out like that or you can't, you, have, you should have hit that section. Like, what are you doing? Like, how, why'd you kick out, you know, like constructive criticism. They're just really trying to push me and help me. But in the, yeah. in the time, you know, I was, I was like super young and um, I was just like, you guys are so mean. Like, I hate you guys. And I just thought they were picking on me, but you know, now looking back, I'm so grateful they did that. And they're still really hard on me. You know, they're my biggest supporters, but still really hard on me. And, um, but, um, I think my parents, you know, they never pushed me to do a certain thing. They just were like, Hey, we just want you to their rule, you know, kind of raising all of us was like, Hey, we just want you to do an after school sport. So you're tired at the end of the night. So you fall asleep, you know? And that was kind of the only thing that they wanted is like, you know, as long as you get good grades and you do something after school, you know, we don't care what sport you choose, but, but something, you know, to kind of keep you busy and, um, so they're very supportive in whatever path, whether it was horseback riding or surfing or, you know, soccer, whatever, whatever it would have been, they're always very supportive, but I think it definitely, um, made it easier that I chose serving because, you know, the whole family loves to surf and loves the ocean and my older brother did it. So, um, they definitely weren't mad about it. <laughs> yeah. At what point do you think your parents realized like, oh, Caroline could be really good at this? Do you think they realized it before you? For sure. I think okay. that, you know, my brothers would tell me like, Hey, you're, you're really good at this. Like, I, I think that if you really put your mind to it and you kept going, I think you can be like super gnarly. And, um, my parents would always say that too. And I just kind of just didn't really think much of it. You know, I was like, came straight off a horse and onto a board. So I didn't really think much of it. And, um, I think, you know, like I said, when I started winning those, you know, bigger amateur events and, um, you know, pro juniors and stuff like that, I think that's when it started to click in my head of like, Whoa, okay. Like, these girls have been surfing like twice as long as me. And um, I've been hearing their names everywhere just from traveling with my brother and, yeah. you know, what's going on. And I'm like, if I'm beating them, then I must be pretty good at this. So then I think that's when it started to click in my head. But hundred percent, they realized before me that, um, that I was, you know, pretty good. So um, yeah. <laughs> you grew up in Florida and Florida gets a bad rap because people are like, oh, there's no good waves in Florida, which where you're from is same place as like, Kelly Slater, Hobgoods, like how, how did that, do you think that impacted you in a way of like, oh, I'm coming from a surfing hotspot. I could potentially, like, did you, did you look up to those people? Did that contribute to your success so early on? Would you say? Yeah, for sure. I definitely look up to, you know, Lisa Anderson, Frida Zamba, you know, um, the Hobgoods, yeah. Kelly Slater, you know, he's like my hero. And um, so, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, looked up to all those guys. And I remember, you know, when I was younger, I'd even see them, um, you know, I'd sometimes see Kelly surfing in Florida and I'd be the biggest fangirl and, um, think of it, think with cool. And, um, it's definitely really, really motivating and super cool to, you know, Florida, I wouldn't, I, you know, I don't, <laughs> I think the waves are better than people think, but it also yeah. is the greatest waves in the world, you know? So it's not totally. like, you know, Hawaii or Australia or something where it's just like uh, some of the world's best waves. So, you know, seeing that, um, you know, Kelly Slater is the greatest of all time and Frida, you know, Frida Zamba and Lisa Anderson, you know, they're all world champions seeing that, um, um, seeing where they came from and seeing what they accomplished is definitely very cool. And, um, you know, it, it just shows you that, you know, if you put your mind to something that you can really accomplish it. And, 
um, there's, you know, something to say about people from Florida. You know, I think we, we definitely aren't jaded. We appreciate when the waves are good. And I think that's what makes, you know, everyone, you know, from Florida, uh, a great surfer is because we just want to surf all day because we're not used to the best waves. So. Totally. But I kind of feel like the reason sur- or Florida has so many great surfers is because you guys have to make the best out of what is available at a given time. Like you don't have great waves all the time, like a California or Hawaii or other places. Do you think that's kind of what it is? Like you can go out there and make the best of even a crappy day. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I mean by like, you know, getting jaded or, or whatever, you know, like I, um, no matter what, you know, if, if the waves were breaking, that was like a good day, you know, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Like I, I can't wait for the wind to come up because that means they'll be swell, <laughs> you know? So um, it was, yeah, anytime there was a rideable wave, you know, it was a good day to surf. And um, so I absolutely agree. I think that's a, a huge part of it is we're just really appreciative of when the waves are good and um, definitely, you know, making the best out of it when it's not that good. I think, um, yeah, I think that's all a really, really good thing. I think you're, yeah, totally right with that. For sure. So you start surfing at like 10, 11. Well, you've been surfing, but you start competing 10, 11. You win 17 national titles by the time you're 15. And I was like, how did she do, like, can you explain, there's multiple national titles you can win a year, right? Or I also read that you read national, or you won national titles in multiple age groups each year. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, I think the the reason why that, you know, I, I know that's like a pretty short time span with like a, you know, big number of titles and stuff. I think, yeah. you know, honestly, I just, I remember one year I entered every single division from U12 to U18 to, you know, open girls to explore girls to explore women's to open women. So there are, you know, multiple divisions. And um, so I would just enter it all and just hang in my wetsuit all day long, get the worst neck tan you've ever seen and just try to serve every heat yeah possible and um just really just because i wanted to surf more and more and more and more and so um yeah i just would you know enter every division and um those are some of the most fun days you know looking back like as a grom just surfing all day in your wetsuit and just surfing a million heats a day you know that um that's kind of what i live for so um what did your life what did your life look like at that point you're you know you're 12 to 15 are you are you homeschooled like what are you how's that looking yeah. So, um, you know, I went to public school, um, up until about sixth grade. And then once okay. we California, um, uh, we'd still go back and forth a little bit, but, um, you know, I was gone quite a bit. So I ended up, you know, starting a homeschool program and, um, kind of just been online ever since then. And, um, I graduated high school in, um, 2020. So congrats, uh, thank you. <laughs> it was a, you know, highlight of my year. Yeah, um, no, that's great. <laughs> thanks. Um, but, um, yeah, I just would, you know, like, I guess like a normal, like a normal kid, right? I would just, you know, but do school online. And my parents have always been very strict with me on school. And they actually used to not let me travel unless if I got good grades, which, you know, at the time I was like, you guys suck. Like, what do you mean? Like, I'm going to, of course I'm going to surf. That's all that matters. But I'm really grateful that they were, you know, very hard on me with school. And yeah, good for them. Yeah. They were like, Hey, our number one goal is to raise a good human. And the fact that you are a great surfer is just a bonus, but we want to raise a good human. So um, that was like really cool. And, um, so yeah, I would do school and just surf all day. That was pretty much what my life consisted of. (laughs) Nice. So you turn pro at 15. What went into that decision? Yeah. You know, I think the year that I qualified, um, my, you know, my goal going into that season wasn't actually to qualify for the tour. I actually, you know, was 
entering those events just to get experience in different waves around the world and um, to compete against, you know, different, different girls from around the world. And, um, you know, um, obviously serve against some, you know, tour competitors. And, um, you know, that was my main focus going into those events. And, um, you know, I just remember getting halfway through the year um, and just, you know, getting some good results. And um, I didn't really think much of it, but I was like, well, okay, like I'm, I'm kind of, you know, right there and people would kind of tell me, but I was, you know, honestly pretty oblivious. I was still doing NSA nationals and USA champs and amateur events and pro juniors and um, the same year that I qualified. So, um, you know, I just, yeah, I didn't really think much of it. And then, um, you know, I remember at the Supergirl Pro, I, I was, you know, in qualification, um, um, in a qualification spot. And um, there was one more event left in, in Spain. And um, I wasn't entered the, at that point. Um, and my dad and my coach at the time were like, hey, you know, maybe you should just enter just to see what happens. And, you know, worst case, you know, you just go to Spain and experience a new place and we have a fun trip and <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know what I mean? And um, so, you know, I ended up getting second and, um, you know, qualifying for the tour and um, yeah, it just, that's, that's pretty much how it happened. You know, I wasn't, you know, that wasn't my intention going into the year, but mm. uh, you know, looking back, that was, I'm so happy it happened that way, you know, cause I think, you know, not putting that pressure on myself just kind of made it happen naturally. And, um, just made me had so much fun that year because I didn't have much pressure myself. I was just purely just doing it to get experience and just to surf a bunch of different waves. So yeah, that's pretty incredible because I feel like a lot of for the listeners, you know, the the way it works is, and correct me if I'm wrong. World Tour, you have to go through qualifying series. You you have to get a certain number of points, be in a top. How many people from the QS? It's QSL, right? For the women's, uh, just yeah. QS. Oh, um, QS. Yeah, but top six. Top six from that qualify for the world tour and there are there are women on that on the qualifying series for years that you know never even qualify which is pretty incredible that like first year you do a handful of qs events and you qualify so like did you feel when when you qualified you know you said you didn't go into the year thinking oh i want to qualify but when you did did you feel pressure then like oh my gosh now i'm going to be on the world tour like holy shit i'm about to be competing every event against the best of the best. Yeah, I definitely, I was definitely really nervous to be honest. Yeah. I was like, whoa, this is here. And, you know, obviously eventually my goal was to qualify and um, to be on the tour. And that was like my dream, but I, ne you know, wasn't necessarily thinking that it would happen that fast or that wasn't my goal that year. You know, I just was 15. So I was just, you know, like I said, trying to do those events for experience. And, um, you know, when I did qualify, I kind of just was like, whoa, like, <laughs> holy smokes like that happened you know like it was kind of just like I didn't really know what to think and I just kind of was like I would ask my parents and my coach and be like hey do you guys think I'm ready you know and this is a big change of competing against my heroes and um and all that but you know the thought of saying no was just like not really a question either I was like I'm yeah. not going to say no but like well this is a big decision to make you know and I really was just mainly trusting my parents and to see what they thought and um you know see who was able to travel with me and not, you know, just cause yeah, like I said, you know, being 15, you know, you still want your parents there and your, your family. And, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a big step of, you know, traveling and being gone 10 months out of the year. So, um, I kind of just trusted in them and, um, yeah. So, so ha yeah, so happy I went, went for it, you know, but it definitely took a lot of thought because, you know, it was obviously a big step. And, um, you know, at the time when I qualified, it was kind of, I was like kind of the only new person. So it was just kind of me and then the tour that's been there for, the last seven years. So, mm. um, you know, I feel like I was kind of the new kid on the block and, 
um, there was no one really similar to my age. So I was just kind of like, okay, that was another big thing too. But um, thankfully all the girls were, were really welcoming and really cool. And um, you know, it was, a, it was a good transition. So, um, and I think the other thing that kind of helped me too was, you know, getting, I, I had a couple wild cards prior to qualifying, um, which helped a lot because those wild cards, you know, I was incredibly starstruck. I remember having Carissa Moore in my heat and Stephanie Gilmore and just being so starstruck that I wouldn't even really know, I wouldn't even really catch a wave because I was just like, oh my God, they're right next to me. And, um, you know, by the time I qualified, it, it kind of transitioned into, okay, like I respect these girls so much and I, they're my biggest heroes, but now I want to beat them. So it kind of slowly transitioned to that. But before I was like, oh my God, like they're right next to me and I just couldn't believe it. So yeah, yeah. I, I can't imagine doing that. Did you feel like there was a big immediate change that happened from going from, okay, you're amateur to now you're pro, you're on the world tour? I think if anything, I just, you know, I, I'm definitely really hard on myself and I definitely put a lot of pressure on myself. And I think the biggest thing for me was, you know, you go from amateur and junior and, you know, obviously, you know, you're used to winning a lot and, you know, winning a lot of weekends on, on almost every weekend and um, competing all the time. And um, yeah, just having that winning feeling. And then, you know, all of a sudden you get to this elite level of a way smaller group of girls and um, everyone's so, so, so good and so gnarly and um, has, you know, 12 years of experience on me at these waves that I've never been to. And, you know, all of a sudden you, you have really hard losses, you know, you lose early, you know, you're um, you have hard heats every time there's, there's good, there's really good moments. There's really bad moments. So I think that was the biggest transition of, you know, kind of going from that amateur level straight into the, to the pros. And, um, you know, so I think you just kind of have to remember like, you know, how it is so hard to win and, you know, a lot of things have to go your way and everyone is so darn good. And um, so I think that was kind of a, um, a little bit of, of a change for me, but um, at this, you know, thankfully I had some um, good success because going into that year, I was like, I honestly was like, I don't even know if I'm gonna make a heat. I'm just like here to surf, surf good waves and like surf with my heroes. And like, I, I just felt like I was gonna be like a sponge, you know, I was like, if I'm not winning, I'm learning. And um, that was kind of my mindset that year. And um, I would have pressure on myself, but at the same time, I was like, you know, I'm 15 years old. Like these girls have the pressure on them to beat me, you know, like, so. Um, just kind of having that in the back of my head really helped me just kind of, I feel like have a lot of success early on because I didn't put all that pressure on myself, but that's definitely a lot easier, <laughs> easier said than done. You know, at times I obviously still would put pressure on myself and, and all that. You won rookie of the year. That award goes to best rookie on the tour. Were, were there any other rookies or like, how did that work? Because you said you went in no expectations, but then you win rookie of the year. So it's like, did you, um, were you thinking, oh, I want to win this? Like, what was it? No, I, I didn't even think, honestly, I, I didn't even like put like a, uh, I, in my head, I was like, I'm already, you know, doing better than I thought. I'm already yeah. on the 15. I wasn't really expecting this. And, um, in my head, I was just like, Hey, I'm just surfing with my heroes. I'm surfing really good waves. This has my, been my dream forever. And I, it happened sooner than I thought, but, um, I'm just going to soak it all in. And, um, that was just kind of my mindset. And, um, you know, I just, you know, had a lot of good people around me, I think, which was really helpful as well. You know, I had an, an amazing sport crew, amazing coach. Um, thankfully, you know, my, my whole family surfs and my brothers would travel with me a lot and, and my parents. And, um, so I was just trying to more focus on, you know, having a good time instead of just so much about the result, you know, cause sometimes, you know, it's, it's very easy to base your happiness off results and that can get very hard because, you know, you're, you're not going to win everything and there's going to be really good times where there's also going to be really hard times and just kind of knowing that, um, 
you know, going to that year, knowing that my coach would just tell me like, Hey, you know, it's, there's going to be amazing moments and I can guarantee that for you, but I'm also going to guarantee you there's going to be a lot of hard moments. And, mm. you know, the, the, the moments that are hard is when you have to be strong and, 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 you know, put, keep your head up and keep going and push forward and know that there's good things ahead. And so that's kind of what kept me going in, in those hard moments. But, um, overall, you know, it was an, it was an incredible, my first year on tour was an incredible year. And, um, I think I definitely exceeded my expectation. I didn't really have expectations, but I definitely did a little better than I thought I would. I just didn't yeah. really know. And um, it definitely worked out. So that was a good feeling. Well, you ended your first year, Rookie of the Year, and then you go into your second year, which is, I think, the first time that the the WSL equalized prize money, correct, for the men and women in um, each event. And you go into the second year, and you win the first two competitions of that year, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what you, first of all, the first one is, was the pro gold coast championship or, in Australia. Sorry. I won the first, um, I won the first event. Sorry, not bell. I got third at bells. Won the first okay. Event. Well, you win the first one and yeah. you beat seven time world champ, Stephanie Gilmore, who is a surfing legend. She's been on the pod. I think she, she's incredible. Amazing. Um, yeah. What was that like? That was your first world tour win, correct? Yeah, that was crazy. That was such an awesome event. Um, wow. Yeah, that was that event was kind of like a dream scenario. You know, I had pretty much my two favorite surfers ever, you know, that were posters on my wall as a little girl, you know, Stephanie Gilmore, and then I had Carissa Moore in the final. And so that, you know, um, was just so amazing because I was able to be up against both of them. And, um, you know, Stephanie, you know, Duramba where we competed at that year, um, was, you know, it's pretty much her backyard. So that yeah. was definitely pretty nerve wracking to come up against someone that has that wave so wired. And obviously she's such an amazing surfer and she's so gnarly. And, um, so I knew that was going to be really hard, but I also like really thrive and love those heats, you know, because they bring, they bring the best out of you. You know, that you have to, get the best waves and surf your surf out of your skin to, to beat them. So I, I love that challenge. And, um, that, that was amazing. You know, I think the first event is really fun too, because, you know, you know, everyone's had a bit of off time. Everyone's been training. Everyone has, you know, new boards, everyone's fresh, everyone's, you know, excited. Everyone's ready to go. Um, you know, you haven't seen people for a little while, so you don't know who's like surfing really good. You don't, you don't like, you know, people are improving. So, it's, it's, it's really fun. And there's also a lot of pressure on the first event, you know, cause it's the first event of the season and everyone wants to start good. So, um, that was a dream event for me and, you know, to have Carissa in the final, I think she's been a person that I've, I think looked up to the most, um, uh, besides Stephanie. Um, I just, I just love the way she surfs and, um, she's such a sweet person. And, um, so to have her in the final, have my hero in the final and to, to come out on top and the first equal pay was just like, it was such a, an amazing day. And, um, my, my whole family was there too, which was incredible. And, you know, I have such a big family. So the fact that they're all there with me was just such a dream and it's something that I'll never forget. And, um, it was a super, super emotional day. So it was, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure I obviously researched and like listened to some of the things that I don't know if he's still your coach, uh, Parsons yeah. he, in talking about you how you're built, you know, how you surf, like, what do you think your edge is? Because you've had so much success so early on. Personally, where do, what do you think is your biggest secret weapon? 
Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Honestly, I don't really know. I just think that, you know, the fact that I purely just love surfing so much, you know, regardless if I was a professional surfer or not, you know, I would be surfing every day just because mm. I, I purely just love it. And I think that's been a big part of, you know, me being successful so early on is because, you know, no matter what, I just purely just, you know, no matter how hard times get with losses or how high moments get with wins, you know, I just, I'm there because I just love it and I love competing and I just, I love the process of it. And I think that's been something that, um, you know, I, I can't ever imagine, you know, not surfing and I can't ever imagine not being competitive. And, um, so I think that's kind of what, um, you know, makes this journey so special is that it doesn't feel like a job. And um, I also have such an amazing support crew and um, I have a really good team around me, which is, you know, so, so important. So um, I don't really know, but I just love surfing and that's, (laughs) maybe that's it. I don't know. No, I mean, sometimes that's like, I mean, that's not all it is, but it is true. You have to love it because there's so much sacrifice and so much, you know, you do come up against so many obstacles and, and, um, have to grind through so many things. So passion and love for the sport is is a huge part. Because there are some people who are naturally so talented or naturally super competitive, but they, they are not as successful because they don't love it. So um, I, think that's, I think that's a great answer. Um, so 2019, you start out right out of the gates, like you said, win the first comp. You know, you're ranked as world number one. How did it feel to wear the yellow jersey? For the listeners, the number one uh, surfer going into each event who's ranked number one wears the yellow jersey. This is your second year on tour and you're putting on the yellow jersey. Like, were you like, oh, wow, this is like heavy. Like, this is a lot. Or how did it feel? I was just like, holy smokes. Like, this is crazy. Like, what the heck is going on? Like, I was just like, this is so cool and this is like something that i've dreamed of for so long you know and like it's yeah it gives me the chills talking about it like it's just you know it's it's just like crazy and i was just like oh my gosh and um i definitely i felt you know obviously a bit of pressure you know going into bells like oh my god i'm I'm number one in the world but at the same time i was just like on such a high from winning and i was just like this is so cool and i was just like really trying to embrace it and um you know when i did feel a lot of pressure i would just you know um, have the people around me that love me and support me and tell me, Hey, it's all good. Like, no matter what, we love you. And you're already doing like so amazing. And, um, you know, the only thing that you can do is just try your hardest out there and you do that every time. And that's, you know, all you can really do. And the results will, will come and go. And, um, so yeah, that was crazy. I I remember that. I was just like, Oh my gosh, like I have the yellow Jersey. Like this is, this is wild. And, um, I was able to have it for a few events too, which was, which was so special. And, um I was just like really excited more than feeling pressure I was just like really stoked and like just like holy cow like this is this is crazy like this has been my dream for so long and and I'm I'm ahead of my heroes like I'm ranked higher like how is this even possible like I was just like yeah but um yeah it was yeah that was fun times (laughs) I'm sure also I feel like I would have been like oh god so stressed but it's good that you enjoyed (laughs) it you want those nerves though you know like yeah excited nerves is like which it's 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 cool like that's totally it like when you win it makes it like so cool because it's like you're you know it's you have those exciting nerves and that's what makes it so special so yeah for sure so 2019 is the year that you had to qualify for the olympics and did you go into that year thinking about the olympics or was it just like oh i want to be successful on the tour you know, the, definitely the Olympic thing, you know, obviously that was something very new for, for all of us. And, um, 
we didn't really know what to expect. We didn't really know what was going to happen. You know, I definitely had the Olympics in the back of my head, but for me going into that year was more just like, Hey, like I just want to surf really good. And I just want to surf the absolute best I can in, in my heats and um, just progress my surfing. And I didn't really have like a result in mind or, or, or a goal in mind. It was more just like, I just want to surf really, really good. And, um, and, and just enjoy this whole process. And that was mainly my, my goal going into it. And I'd say, you know, closer to the season, you know, once I started, you know, obviously when I, when I won a couple events and, you know, it got to, to Hawaii at the end of the year, after I had the Europe leg, um, I was like, well, okay, I'm, I'm right there for the world title and for the Olympics. And, um, I knew it was going to be very hard to make the, uh, you know, American women's team because of how good everyone is and, how competitive it is and how gnarly it is. And so I knew it was going to be very, very hard. So that's why I was just like, I'm just going to put all my focus on surfing my best and the rest will take care of itself. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, for all the listeners out there, you you qualify. So the qualification comes down to the final event of the year, correct? Yeah. And you're, it's you, Carissa Moore, Lakey Peterson that are up to potentially qualify. And it all depends on how you do in this event. And we were all like literally one heat away. It was like, it was like the, I think it was like, that was like the, there was some crazy stat on like what, I think it was like the first time in like a lot of years that there was like three Americans like right there. It was like some crazy stat, but it was very, very, we were all very, it was literally like all one heat away. Like it was, it was crazy. Yeah. One, so you end up qualifying, but you fall, you end up taking second in the world tour. How did that feel to be, oh, I've qualified for the Olympics, but, and I think you qualified before the final, correct? Like, how did that work in terms of qualified for the Olympics because you made a certain heat, but then didn't, Carissa Moore ended up winning the world tour that year. So walk, walk me through like what those couple days looked like of that event and, and the highs and lows, because I feel like that would just be an absolute roller coaster to be on. Definitely. You know, after, after the Europe leg, you know, I, I had a um, very successful Europe leg and we all, um, you know, myself, Lakey and Carissa all did very well in Europe. I, you know, the first event, it was me and Carissa in the final and Carissa won. And then the second event was me and Lakey in the final. And then I won. So it was very, very competitive. And, um, you know, we had about a month until Hawaii started. So, um, you know, there's a lot of anticipation, a lot of like hype around, you know, the event and, and the Olympics and, um, the world title. So it, it was a lot. And then, you know, we get to Maui and, um, you know, all of a sudden there's a week, week long of, of a waiting period or um, a week um, long of lay days because, you know, the mm. event's on and there's this swell that's coming and everyone knows that swell's coming. So that just added more anticipation and more pressure <laughs> and more hype around it. So um, it was kind of like this big story. And that was probably the most pressure I ever felt in my life. I was like, holy cow, like, um, absolutely the most pressure. And I think, I think now I would have felt even more pressure, but then, um, at that time, that was the most pressure I ever felt in my life. I was like, Holy smokes. Like it's not just the world title, but it's the Olympics and the Olympics is like the elite of the elite. So, um, yeah. Um, you know, we had one, uh, you know, when the contest finally ran, you know, um, I, um, uh, I remember having to make a certain heat, um, against Coco Ho. And if, if I were to win that heat, you know, I would pass Lakey and, and, and qualify for the Olympic spot. And, um, you know, that happened and, um, I made it to the quarters and, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. I was, you know, obviously on this high and my family was there and it was so amazing and so special and, um, so beautiful. And, um, you know, and then the, the very next day, you know, I still felt like there was a piece missing though, because, you know, I was like, okay, like, 
that's amazing. I made the Olympics, but now I got to compete for the world title tomorrow. And we all knew the final day was going to be tomorrow because that's when the swell was. And um, so, you know, obviously not getting that world title stung a little bit for sure. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I gave it my all and um, I absolutely tried my hardest. I worked my butt off and um, but yeah, definitely stung a little, you know, like making the Olympics was incredible, but then, you know, I was definitely on a high and then like not getting the world title, definitely put me back down to a low. So, um, yeah, but it was a, it was such a fun time. And, um, looking back, you know, it was all documented and I was just like, wow, that was like me looking back now, I was like, wow, that, I was under a lot of pressure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, I honestly, honestly too, I think. I didn't really realize the magnitude of the Olympics because, you know, I've, you know, it was surfing's first time and we didn't really know what to expect. And, you know, I honestly never really grew up watching the Olympics as much. Um, you know, I'd watched Simone Biles and Lindsey Vaughn and um, some of my heroes, but surfing was never in the Olympics and all I cared about was surfing. So all, yeah. I'd, all I'd watch is the WSL. And so um, I think the last summer Olympics too, prior to this last one, I was like 13. So I just was pretty oblivious and just getting into surfing then. So um I didn't really realize the magnitude of the Olympics. And I think if, you know, now that I've been, I think I would have felt way more pressure because I know how insane it is and how incredible it is and how amazing it is to make, to, to make that accomplishment. So, um, yeah, cra crazy times. <laughs> yeah. That like I, reading that, I was like, dang, I didn't realize that's what it came down to for you in that final event. And I mean, still you make the Olympics incredible second on tour for the year. You finish second on your, in your second year. Right. Like that's, that's insane. Such a pretty awesome. Um, 2020 happens year starts out normal, obviously COVID hits and Olympics gets postponed. WSL ran like a, like a truncated shortened, uh, tour that year. Correct. Or no, there was just like a couple competitions. Um, over 2020, there was just like a couple competitions, okay. um, like specialty events, you know, obviously. Yeah internationals couldn't really travel to America and then vice versa. So, um, you know, we had some local events. We had like the Supergirl, we did an event at the Surf Ranch, but other than that, you know, we had, yeah, no, no contest. So. So was going into the Olympics, was that kind of your first, I mean, you had contests, but was that the thing that you were focused on for 2021? Tour didn't start again, did it? Tour started again in 2021. Okay. So you're on the tour, you're competing, you go into Olympics. How was your lead in to the Olympics? Like, did you feel pressure going to the Olympics? Cause you didn't see, it didn't seem like you really knew or felt the pressure of qualifying. But then once you knew you were going, we were like, oh, I really want to win a gold medal. Like, did, were you putting that pressure on yourself? Yeah, you know, I think going into the 2021 season, I was really focused on just the tour and, and I was excited to compete. And I was like, you know, we just had a year off and we're going to Australia. And I was also just really nervous about COVID. And, you know, I obviously yeah. I had that like false positive and didn't make the charter flight. And so that was another big thing. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Oh so, my God. What a yeah. disaster. Yeah, it was a disaster, but I, you know, I ended up, thankfully I was, you know, healthy, ended up making it and, um, able to compete, which was, which was awesome. And it all ended up working out. So I think, I, you know, the beginning of 2021, I was just so excited to compete again because having that year off just made me realize like how much I love the tour and how much I love competing and how much like, that's all I want to do. So I was mainly just, yeah, excited to compete and, um, you know, I think once it got closer to the Olympics, you know, when I did get back from Australia, you know, after that three months and it was four events and, um, it was getting into the summertime and we were starting to train for the Olympics. That's when, um, I started to feel, um, just, I wouldn't say as much pressure, I think, cause I was still very oblivious of, 
of the Olympics and, and the, you know, the magnitude that it holds. And my parents were telling me, but I don't, they were like, you're just, you'll see, you'll, you'll tell us, you know, once you've gone, you'll understand like why we're telling you all these things. And yeah. Um, so I was just, um, I was really excited. I was a little bit nervous. Um, I just, I really just didn't know what to expect. And so, um, you know, so I think, but then once I was there and, and realized the magnitude of it, I was just like, holy cow, like, I just want to get in the water. I just want to like, you know, catch my first wave. And, um, you know, once I do that, you know, I'm an Olympian forever. And like, that's, that's so cool. And so had, cool. Yeah. We had such an like an amazing, uh, team and everyone was, you know, staying together and, you know, surfing such an individual sport, but you know, this year with COVID, I think, um, you know, not having family there, I think made all the athletes bond, which was really cool. And something that was pretty unique to, to all of us as surfers, like I said, cause it's not, you know, it's a very individual sport. So yeah, the Olympic experience was probably one of the coolest times of my life. It was just so amazing. And, um, I feel like I was just trying to soak it all in and, um, it was incredible. So what yeah. would you say your favorite part of being at the Olympics or being an Olympian was? Oh, wow. I mean, honestly, just like, you know, uh, representing your country is just, you feel so proud and, um, you know, putting on that Jersey and, um, you're not just doing it for yourself, but you're doing it for your country and you're just everyone. And it's just like, it's just so amazing. And, um, to have that team support too, you know, and, um, and just to, to be with the surfers and, and see them out in the water and see how hard they're trying. And it's so motivating and it's so cool. And to go to the village and see the other athletes, it was just so beautiful and so awesome. And just to, to realize like the magnitude of the Olympics, like how many people, you know, outside of this like surf bubble, how many people it, it touched was like so cool. And um, I think, you know, a lot of people that didn't really know about surfing before are such fans of surfing now because it was in the Olympics and, you know, it, 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 it brings, you know, it's one of the only things that brings the whole world together. And so it was just really cool to be a part of. And um, I think that was the coolest part is I just felt very proud and very, very honored to represent my country. And that was just a beautiful thing. Yeah, I love that. And I totally agree. I feel like there's, it's a completely unique experience being an Olympian because you're on Team USA, which like, like you said, surfing is a very individual sport. Soccer, we represent the US as like the US Women's National Team. But when we're playing, we're not, I don't feel connected with other US athletes. But like when we all go to the Olympics, I feel like I'm on Team USA and all the other athletes are on the same team and could be as we are. And I just think it's like such a special, unique feeling that you, it can't be replicated anywhere else, which is why Olympics is so cool. So Olympics, you make the bronze medal heat. The qualifier heat. Got it. Got it. Yeah. The qualifier heat. So I made it into, um, so if you, I made it to the semis and if you lose in the semis, you go into like a, um, a qualifying heat, um, with the other person that lost in the semifinals and whoever wins that final, you know, wins the gold, gold, uh, the bronze medal. Got it. Got it. You fall on that one. So you come fourth to overall in the Olympics. Yeah. What was that feeling like to miss out on a medal? Clearly it wasn't good. Like I know, like I, I, I feel kind of like a jerk asking that yeah, question, no, no. Yeah. but it's just because you had had so much success. Like, was it, how did that, moment feel that was really tough and i think you know it was also really tough too because i you know um up until that heat you know i was putting up the highest scores and i felt very good my boards felt amazing i felt very in tuned i felt like you know everything was just kind of flowing and going my way and um 
you know, that final day was really tricky. You know, the waves kind of turned into like a washing machine. And yeah, um, it, I, when I watched the competition, I was like, this doesn't look good at all. It was very, very difficult and, yeah. and pretty much victory at sea. And it, it didn't really feel like me against my competitor. It just felt like me against the ocean. And, um, you know, that's one of the beauties of our sport is that, you know, we rely on mother nature and, and sometimes you can feel, be feeling the best of your life and get the worst result. Or sometimes you can be feeling just pretty good and, and win, you know, and that's just like how it goes sometimes. And, you know, I, I as hard, you know, it was obviously very hard and, and um, you know, definitely a bummer because I feel like I was just right there. And um, I think I needed like a three or something. And it was just felt literally like the hardest three of my life to get. And mm. it was so impossible. And, um, you know, but at the same time, you know, I worked my butt off to get there. I did everything I could in my power to, to do my best and get my best result and um, trained really hard and surfed really hard. And, um, you know, yeah, did everything I could to, to do my best. And, you know, sometimes that's, you know, all you can do. And I think knowing that made it a little bit easier because I truly really did everything I possibly could to do my best. And sometimes it's just not going to go your way. And that's, you know, just the way it is. And, um, that's what keeps you really hungry and that's what keeps you coming back. And that's what keeps you going. So, um, it definitely sucked. I was not stoked on it, but you know, at the same time, like next year is another qualifying year for the next Olympics already. And, um, overall the Olympics is, Olympic experience was one of the most amazing ones of my life. And, um, I, you know, will never, ever forget it. So it was a beautiful thing and hopefully I'm in the next one. So that will be really cool. Another, another chance for a medal. <laughs> for sure. Well, those are very wise world words from, um, a 20 year old. And, you know, I, I totally agree and, and completely understand what you're saying when it's like, sometimes it just doesn't go your way and there's nothing you can do. And the fact that you know that you gave it everything you had, that's the most, you know, comfort you're going to get in that moment. Um, so how did 2021 end for you in terms of the tour? Yeah. So 2021, um, was, I started off, um, I started off really, uh, really well, you know, I, I went to Australia and I, um, started off, um, in, in, um, Newcastle and I got a third, which is a, you know, good result. And then, um, I won the next one. And then, um, the two events after that, um, I felt really good, but just, um, you know, had, had two nines, just kind of had two really, really tricky heats. And, um, you know, 2021, um, there was some amazing, you know, amazing moments. I'd say, yeah, the Olympics and that win was, was amazing. And, um, you know, but it was definitely a pretty tricky year with a little bit of a shorter season and COVID yeah. kind of quarantining. And it was a lot of change, you know, and I think that was a little bit of, of a guinea pig year in a way is where we didn't really know what to expect as far as, okay, what's quarantine going to like, what are these events going to be like, what's travel going to be like? Cause it was the first time we started traveling, you know, during the pandemic. And, um, so I kind of told myself that going into the year, like, Hey, there's going to be times that are, you know, a lot of, a lot of times this year are going to be very out of my control. And, um, I'm just going to kind of have to really go with the flow. And, um, you know, so, you know, obviously there was a final five cutoff, um, last year going into lowers and, um, you know, I was right there. I think there was like me and Stephanie and one other girl that was like right there to qualify for those, like, you know, fourth or fifth spot. Yep. And, I remember that. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, at the time, you know, there was two events left and, um, you know, I went into Mexico. I was feeling really good. I actually felt like my boards were amazing. I felt like I was surfing really good. Everything kind of felt like it was flowing and, um, and Barra, the way that is like such an incredible, that was my first time to Barra. It's such a good wave. And yeah, it looked sick. Yeah, it was insane. It was like so fun. And, um, I was, um, you know, really excited about it. And, 
um, had a really hard heat, um, came in for my, my heat that I, that I lost. And, um, I kind of just blew it. You know, I made a few mistakes and, um, you know, it was really irritating and, um, you know, but I was still like, okay, like that sucked, you know, like I, I kind of blew it, but, um, you know, I have Tahiti to, to get to, and that I can, if I do go to Tahiti, you know, I can still make the, the final five to contend for the world title. And, um, I come from that heat and, um, the first text I get on my phone is, uh, Tahiti's canceled because of COVID. Your season's remember over. that. Oh and, my God. Yeah, so that was really, really irritating and really hard. And, um, but you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. And, um, you know, yeah. I believe everything happens for a reason and, um, it sucked to, to just miss out and to get sixth instead of fifth. But, um, you know, at the same time, it's like, that was, you know, out of my control. It's, you know, pandemic going on in the world. And, um, I was just stoked we were able to travel that year and I was stoked that the Olympics happened and, yeah. so, um, that definitely sucked, but overall it was a, it was a great year and, um, I learned a lot and, um, um, yeah, so it's, it, you know, that was definitely a bummer way to finish, but totally. there was also a lot of positives for that year. So, yeah, yeah. There, I feel like, I mean, being anybody in the world during the pandemic was extremely hard, but it was just, there was so much added stress that came from even the, the things that you would never think you would have to do, right? Like to get a test, to be able to leave the country, to go to another country, you know, like to test negative, even if you don't have there's a chance you could test positive. You know, you obviously had that in 2021 in the in the early year. So there's just so many added stressors of 2021 that like just made the year very weird. And I'm really thankful that we're hopefully on the um, you know, on the up and up and <laughs> don't have to don't have to be doing that ever again. Um but yeah, not a bad year at all, especially considering that it was a diff. They completely changed the style and how they crowned the champion, pretty much. Um, so, how do you feel now? It's twenty twenty two. How many comps have you guys done? Like, how are you feeling? Where are you sitting? Yeah. So actually, um, I'm actually I haven't even competed at all this year. Okay. Uh, I actually have been taking some time off the tour right now. Um, just you know some reasons and um just kind of having a little refresher so everyone's actually in australia right now um they've done pipeline and sunset and um um well city portugal okay and cool. australia and um so um yeah i've been taking some time off been spending some time with my family and um good looking forward to, com to competing soon um and i'm really excited about it and i'm feeling very refreshed and very energized and very good and um you know, it's definitely made me have a whole new level of appreciation for competing and, and everything. So I'm really excited to get back into it. And, um, you know, it was definitely a nice little break, but I'm excited to, to go. I, I feel like I like live to compete. So, um, I'm excited about it and, um, yeah, it should be fun. So that's awesome. Okay. I have a couple quick hitting questions. Um, cause I've already taken up a, a significant chunk of your, your afternoon. So, um, okay. First one, worst wipeout you've ever been in oh my gosh um probably uh tahiti my whole bikini came off <laughs> down to my ankles i'm like trying to like put it on and under the water it's just like you the the uh, mother nature is very powerful <laughs> yeah especially chopu so um, for sure that was pretty embarrassing <laughs> Oh my god, that's hilarious! Uh, I mean, that wave is insane. So, um, <laughs> makes sense that it would happen there. Uh, what is your favorite place to surf in the world? Oh, that's a really hard one. Um, man, 
I know, you know that's a tough question. It's a very tough one. You know, cloud break is one of my favorite waves in the world. Um, you know, I love surfing Australia. Europe's amazing too. Um, but you know, it's also pretty hard to, to beat lower trestles just in my backyard. And, um, it's just such a, it's like a liquid skate park. Like, yeah, it's, it's so fun. So, so nice. It's really so hard nice. to pinpoint one wave, but, um, I'd say maybe cloud breaker, maybe lower trestles are my favorite waves. Nice. Um, do you drink coffee? I do. Yes. And how do you take your coffee? I need about three sips in the morning and I'm just like, why? That's it? <laughs> I need about three sips. Yeah. It's, That's it's, incredible. I, know. I mean, I mean, sometimes I, I mainly drink it for the purpose that it's, it, you know, sometimes here when it's really cold in the morning, I like to just have something warm in my body. But um, other than that, I don't really feel like I need much caffeine. I'm pretty wired all the time. So. That's awesome. That's, um, that's that's the youth in you right there. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I like it really sweet. It's like I like a lot of creamer with like a side of coffee, you know, like just yeah. like, a little, like a milkshake. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right. Who's your favorite athlete outside of surfing? Wow, that's a really hard one. I know. That's a tough. I feel like favorites are so hard, but like whatever I'm asking favorites you anyway. <laughs> favorites are very hard to pinpoint one person. There's so many incredible athletes out there. I love Simone Biles. I think she's such a badass and um, as well not, as- Not a bad choice, not a bad choice. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, and you know, Serena and Venus Williams are pretty darn incredible. That new movie, King Richard was like, I saw it in theaters as soon as it came out. I was like, so psyched about it. I don't even know much about tennis, but they're they're badass, so it was yeah. cool. Yeah, they have an amazing story. I mean, have done so much for the sport and women in general. Great choices. If you weren't a professional surfer, what would you be doing? That's a great question. I mean, I used to want to be a veterinarian, uh, so maybe oh, yeah. that. Okay. Uh, but at the same time, like I just, I feel like something competitive, something to do with competing and 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 working hard. I, I genuinely like, enjoy working hard and 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 doing that and kind of you know having goals. So I don't know. I I don't even I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, fair enough. <laughs> but maybe I'd say something to do with sports. Cool. Our sponsors at WIS know that mentorship is key to building a more inclusive and positive sum world, and that a great coach or mentor can make all the difference in somebody's career. What are some of your personal and professional goals? Definitely, you know, my, my main like goals, um, you know, in, in the sport is definitely, you know, world title and, um, you know, medals and, and all that. So um, make cool surf movies and surf a lot of waves and get really barreled. And that's, those are my goals. I love it. Those are, that's, that's such a great answer. Caroline, yeah. this has been awesome. It's been great talking to you. I know you have an incredible future ahead of you. I'm very excited to watch you shine. So keep it up. Um, I'm glad you got some downtime and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you back out in the water. So good luck with everything and thanks for hopping on today. Oh, thank you so much for taking the time. I had fun chatting to you. Yeah, this is awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to tune in next week and hit the subscribe button to be alerted when a new episode drops. Our show is produced by Just Women Sports. For more amazing sports content, go to justwomensports.com and be sure to subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I'm Kelly O'Hara, and you've been listening to The Players Pod. See you next time.